Welcome to the Breaks Radio. definitely have some topics to get to this week but we would be remiss if we did not start off by mentioning uh rest in peace to nipsey hustle who was shot and killed over the past week um we're gonna talk about a, a talk about it a little bit um Bayla, i guess i'll come to you first on this one as you are the la representative um how, how what's it like out there man um it's sad um you know, uh, shit. We lost, uh, we lost a leader, a hometown leader, and um, it's, it's tough to it's tough to swallow, man, because um, you never see it, you never see it coming, and then when it does happen, I mean, you know, for anyone to to get gunned down in the streets is a it's a sad situation. Um, we just happen to be a hometown who we consider the hometown hero. And uh, we're dealing with it right now, the best way we can. Yeah, I feel that. That's about it. I mean, I, I, I've been been crying for the past two days, man. Seriously, you know, um, talking to people that I didn't think uh, was emotionally connected to him as well. So, um, but it, it was it was also refreshing to see a lot of people across, you know, outside of LA that was uh, connected to him, or respected him for the work that he did, uh, not just with music, but you know, outside of music as well. So, you know, that, that was a good thing. What uh, Russell Westbrook did last night was that was so refreshing. That was probably the the highlight of anything, you know. Um, because people was asking, well, where do we go from here? And, you know, what, what, what good of this do we, you know, do we make of it? And I'm like, man, you just gotta, we gotta wait, you know, it's still fresh. Uh, and to see what Westbrook did last night was dope, uh, for the city. And, um, that was tough. Yeah, it's definitely emotional, man. And it's, it's good to see like the whole, world in a sense mourn him because he was something special in our culture um mary what about you what, what was your initial reaction to your feeling since uh the news of the shooting um you know i have to say i'm really surprised at how deeply it actually touched me um i mean I actually you know am a fan of nipsey's music and have been and more so than the music, I really, you know, respect what he's done for, you know, his community. And it's really been an example for all of us. Um, but it's weird because on Sunday when it happened, I opened up Twitter and the first tweet I saw was coincidentally the last tweet that he ended up sending. And then, you know, when I scrolled up, I saw all of the tweets that followed after that were people like, I hope this isn't true, you know, just basically talking about the rumors of him being shot. Um, and I just felt like it was really ironic. Um, and, you know, honestly, I legit prayed that because at that point they were saying that he was hit, but that, you know, he was still hanging on. And I legit prayed for probably, you know, one of the first times in a really long time 
and hope that that would make a difference. Um, and, you know, just the fear of like, I legit felt fear. Like, we really can't lose this dude right now. Like, aside from all of the politics and all of the, you know, great things he's done and the message he was sending, um, him and Lauren have become like the face of black love yeah. to the younger generation. And not for nothing, but in the past few weeks, I've been seeing those images that they did for the GQ shoot, like, everywhere, um, thanks to social media. I mean, people have made a lot of them into memes. So that that part of it, and I guess it's because maybe I'm a woman and a mother and a wife and all that shit, but that part of it really hit me hard as well. It was like, no. I mean, finally, we have somebody who's, like, an example in so many ways, and this is how he's going to go out? And then it was like I wanted to I wanted to believe the conspiracy theories because it was unbearable to think that he basically ended up getting taken out by a coward that, you know, he knew instead of being it being some kind of larger story that was more, I don't know, romantic, dare I say. So, yeah, I'm still like my whole energy is shot. I was just telling you guys this before um, we started recording, but. This truly has impacted me, like, and so many people I know. And mind you, we're on the other coast here, and it's definitely, we're feeling it. So, yeah. Yeah, hello? <clears throat> yeah, it was just heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking to see um, everyone's reaction. You know, I always uh, cry when a young Black man is taken too soon. Um, but this one hit really hard. Um, I'm more so of a fan of Lauren London. Um, I think that his music was amazing, though, and his mind was amazing. Everything about him, he was so inspirational, so positive. And for him to be killed the way that he was killed, um, basically where he was so comfortable and surrounded by his family and um, in front of his store. And I heard that he owned that whole lot. Um, it was just heartbreaking. I just want to know why. But it's definitely um, uplifting to see all the positive words that everyone has to say about him, like all the celebrities that reached out. Um, just pray for his family and his children. Yeah, it's definitely tough. And I think that, hey, Nipsey really, in a lot of ways, bucked the trend of the stereotype of the black man. Clearly loved his wife and family, was positive. Um, yeah, he was he was in a gang and all that but it, it's it's rare that you see a mix of all those things and like i said how publicly he loved his wife and how much he lifted her up it's just a good thing to see and own businesses and wanting to get the documentary off the ground like it there's not much as a per bad as a person or as an artist you can say about nipsey hustle and that's why this one hits so hard because in a, in a way everyone felt connected to nipsey in a way i think and I, for one, didn't really I've always loved Nipsey's music, but it wasn't until kind of like what Mary said, until I got the new the news that he was officially gone. And I just just sitting there thinking like, damn, like. It's deep and it and it, it this one definitely hurts. This one definitely hurts. You know, the one thing that bothered me um, is when is when the media would would point out the game banging aspect right but it's like when you look at 
when you look at some of the greats that we've had in the in the industry, I mean, they pretty much came from a rough background. And I don't I've never used that against any of the rappers that has come out or, or, or things like that, because I understood being in L.A., I understand the culture. When you listen to his music, you know, when you listen to his mixtapes, to his album that he put out, he doesn't glorify game banging. He's basically telling you his past, his experiences on where he came up, how he grew up, and, to, and where he wants to go. And so when they bring that up, man, that's just, it rubs me the wrong way, man. It really does. And, you know, like, I mean, he was like, <laughs> he was like our, our L.A. Jesus out here. He could literally go anywhere he wanted to. And everybody brings up uh, his business plans and, and things that he created and even small businesses that he created for the community. And he hired people within the community. But one thing that L.A. appreciated about him, which a lot of people wouldn't know unless they stayed here and was uh, familiar with the culture is that he calmed down a lot of violence by making the moves that he made, you know? So by him being deep in the gang culture and making moves with quote unquote, his enemies, um, that kind of calmed down a lot of things in the streets out here. And that's what we applauded him. That's why we loved him like a brother, like a cousin is because even though he came from that culture, he was trying to tell these, these other cats within on his side and the cats on the opposite side, like, look, Let's come together, make money, and buy back our land. And that was it. Yeah, that, that that's that's a positive message anyone can get behind. Um, I had on this list bringing up the surveillance footage, and there was footage of the release from when he was actually shot and from Laura London's reaction to walking to the hospital. If you guys want to talk about it, we can. But I, at this point, I don't even know if I'm really, really ready to, to be honest with you. I mean, it's messed up. <laughs> I think it's so what else is there like, really? Yeah. When do we draw the line? I think we're all yeah. just starting to share. I mean, it's that's such a bigger conversation, right? Like that was crazy. I mean, even like the junior situation, you know, in the Bronx, like last year. Oh God. When do we stop like recording and start respecting and actually trying to help? Like, you know, I mean, the other question that I kind of have is that now the story has turned into, and I'm, I'm hearing so many conflicting stories, so I don't even want to be quoted on all this, but the latest thing that I heard was that he had a bunch of strapped accomplices around him, and they all kind of ran. And basically what I'm hearing is the shooter shot, like, shot him a few times in the body first mm -hmm. and walked away and then came back again and then shot him in the head. And basically if homeboy was not able to come back nipsey probably would have survived the body shots but it's like a weird that he was with other people who all just ran and left him exposed like that even after being shot so i don't i mean again i don't like i wasn't there i didn't see that on surveillance but i mean i i definitely think i did see though the shooter did kind of come back yeah he came back times. he came back twice yeah he did so, like, how was he allowed to even do that? But yet people are recording other shit after the fact. Like, I don't know. Well, the, uh, question, just, the, questionable, the questionable thing is, uh, well, and, and I think it's, I, 
for obvious reasons, the maybe the family. Well, I don't want to see it anyway. But at the same time, there are two other camera camera angles that was actually closer. Um, and I, and we've also got those questions a lot of you know where was his security that 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 block? If a lot of people don't know, he owns that whole block, and he may he may own uh, financially that plaza with that area. That's all him. You know what I'm saying? And that was his safe space. So I didn't expect for two big bodyguards uh, to be standing around him or anything like that. And it, and it, it, it is a lot of questions. It's questions about people that actually ran away um, that were that were in some of the pictures. You know what I mean? Uh, they caught the getaway driver, you know, and then. I mean, uh, they caught the shooter as well, but that had to come down to, you know, street justice, you know. And unfortunately, you know, two other people in two houses had to pay for that for this man to actually give himself up. So it goes back to and I know how the narrative is to flip it on uh, gang related and things like that. Yeah, but this was actually in-house. It wasn't an opposite flag. Um and it was just it was just a situation like i mean his 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 big homie was standing right next to him before the gunshots went off you know went back to go get his food 3 seconds later he's down you know what i'm saying along with his friend and his brother who we all still need to keep in prayer you know um so i mean you know it's just one of those things that you just, you know, by the grace of God, 30 years from now, we look back and say, this is a man who created this and he died in front of something that he created. Wow. And this, of course, brings about the question um, about gun violence in America, specifically in our community. Um, do you think the impact a of Nipsey Hussle and how this death is affecting everyone. Do people start taking gun violence more serious than what they already are in our communities? Because I feel like there's a movement outside of it, but very rarely do you hear us get behind uh, gun violence talk. Mary, what do you think? I just feel like I'm so tired. I mean, honestly, with the whole gun violence thing, um, I mean, I and I feel like in certain neighborhoods, it's just second nature, right? Like, you know, like people just have guns and no one even wonders where they came from. It's just, I don't know. Um, I just think we got to do something. We got to do better. I think that if we want to take the argument of like, well, guns don't kill people. It's the people with the guns. Then it's like, that's a whole other issue as well. Like, I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday that I retweeted and it really resonated with me. I cannot remember the person who tweeted it, but oh, I think it was Charlemagne who actually, the person was quoting Charlemagne and he basically was saying that basically we need therapy as a people. Um, because right now it's like, we're, this is like all has created trauma and now we're all kind of reacting to it and we're in a vicious cycle. So, I mean, if you really break this down, this guy who who basically killed a legend and hope for people um, basically did that because whatever, his feelings were hurt and he had access to a gun and decided to take someone's life. Like, I don't know. When you really think about that, it's just wild. Like, I, there's just so much that needs to be fixed. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even break it down, but... 
this really just I mean, I'm I'm still trying to find the L in this the lesson in this L. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe the gun violence thing is the only one I can see here that, you know, something has to be be done here. I don't know. I'm just very rarely am I at a loss for words. <laughs> I think you guys know that. And right now I'm just I don't even know what to say. Like. Yeah. It's so overwhelming. It's like, how much can we do? Like, what can we do? Um, like she said, it, it just makes you speechless. It's it's so, so devastating. Um, actually, someone that uh, I grew up with was killed over the weekend here in Akron. Um, and it's just like, you, you just get so so tired. I'm just like exhausted. I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start if I were to have that discussion about gun violence. Where do you even start? Where do you go? It, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, if, um, I don't know what the L is either, but, the, but that's sad in itself because if it took, uh, us to lose a legend for us to get it. I mean, haven't we had enough examples with Chicago alone? The shit, the the nineties, the LA back in the nineties. Yeah. Yes. You know? So I was like, just thinking that. I was just thinking like out for again, growing up in New York, but like seeing like all of the shit on the West Coast in the nineties, definitely like I was really thinking. I mean, Boys in the Hood, right? Like prime example. It's like you you kind of think like gun violence truly is a reality, like in South Central. So it's crazy that it's like 20, almost 30 years later. And this is still what we're dealing with here. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it seems like Chicago is like, yo, we need to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's 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 try to get as positive as we can on this subject. And um, so favorite Nipsey song. Nipsey Hustle song, memory, whatever, just so we can leave it on something positive. Um, like I said, as we can get here, who wants to go first on this one? I'll go. Um, I think mine is probably not anyone else's, <laughs> but I'm going with Double Up. Oh, hey, I like that one. I okay. Like that one. I didn't think anyone else would because it wasn't one of his harder tracks. Um, To be honest with you, the video really made me love it. Um, I mean, and that's another thing, too, right? Like, he was starting this little trend of, like, putting Lauren as, like, the leading lady in all of his videos. I thought that was super cute. Um, So, yeah. And the beat was sick. All that. Mine is actually not a music moment at all. It's uh, him at a Lakers game. And him saying, "You guys need me to suit up." That, <laughs> that was that. That's just a a, a great moment. Um, and and Nipsey was just a fun dude, man. His energy was just amazing. I think that that moment kind of gets it all together in one. Um, I don't know I, if I was picking a song, Mary. I'll probably pick Double Up too, though. Really. So. Wow. Low. I'll. I loved his relationship with Maureen. They were so, they were just a gorgeous couple. Um, I did watch their, uh, their interview that they did with GQ. Um, She was asking him like a bunch of questions about herself. Um, 
But I just thought that their relationship was beautiful. So that's my favorite memory of him seeing that he was just so positive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just enjoyed, for me, especially like from what I do on my solo podcast, like I, I enjoy hearing Nipsey speak. Like he, he was passionate about anything he talked about. And that's always a good thing. Like, and he didn't try to like, overdo like it was all genuine you know like some people they speak and they feel like they gotta put on they gotta change the way they talk or talk like Nipsey was just him and he was intelligent as hell being him and comfortable being him he didn't care what anybody else thought about it because what he the words that he used and and what he was saying he felt and it was genuine and it all came through um amazing and so you know I, I loved hearing Nipsey also just talk about real life things not even music Yeah, I would add too to Lowe's point. um, Lauren and him on the Grammy red carpet, (laughs) they were the cutest thing. Um, Mm. And I I don't remember who exactly was interviewing them, but um, you know the the interviewer was like, you know, you did great to Nipsey, basically complimenting him on you know being with Lauren. And Lauren was like, no, she was like, you did good. And Lauren was like, he did great. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then the, the woman who was interviewing them was like, well, you did good, too. And he was like, she did terrific. And it was like. And it's it's heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And apparently we lost Baylor. Hopefully he comes back. But um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. The last uh, topic, uh, Nipsey related, before we try to get into just the regular vibe here at the Breaks Radio. Um, Nick Cannon saying he's going to try to pick up the baton and finish the the documentary that Nipsey was working on with Dr. CB. A, do you guys think this is actually going to happen? He's actually going to be able to complete it. And do you think Nick Cannon is kind of the right person to pick up the baton here? Lo, what do you think? Um, I think it's I think it's going to happen because that that's big for you to say, especially in this moment. So if he doesn't do it, that would be like awful. Um, so I think I think he's going to go forward with it, um, and I do think it's a good thing because we need to hear the story. So I think it's wonderful that he is willing to go forward with the documentary. I mean, I definitely think it's unconventional of Nick Cannon to be the person to pick up the baton on this. But I also feel like Nick Cannon is someone who is very slept on in a lot of things and has a lot of talents that we probably don't even know about. So, hey, I mean, like Loja said, though, <laughs> he better follow through because, yeah. yeah, now people are watching. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think him saying it in the time as quickly as he did to all the news and everything coming out, like at this point, if he doesn't do it, it's going to definitely be some uh, some cutting of the eyes towards his way. So I hope, hope that he does it. But I also think at this point now, too, it's going to be so many people that want to see this completed in, in Nipsey's memory that he'll have the support to get it done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we I'm just waiting for that Mac Wilds documentary. all right 
Um, let's move in to finally to some more positive news we could talk about. Summer Summer Jam 2019. Um, so the lineup of this: Migos, Megan The Stallion, Cardi B, and more. Uh, I know Megan The Stallion is is kind of the thing right now. She's trash, but nonetheless, uh, Mary, what do you, oh, what do you no. think? And this is what happened to yeah. Summer Jam. Like Summer Jam back when I was younger was like the thing. Like, don't get me wrong, this lineup isn't terrible, but this just this this shouldn't be a Summer Jam lineup in my opinion. But go ahead. So I'm trying not to be biased because you do realize I used to work there, and uh, you know, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> And Summer Jam, marketing Summer Jam was a major project for me, like, when I was there. But I will say this. At least this lineup is cohesive. As opposed to, like, I don't know if you remember last year, but it was kind of all over the place. Like, there was Swiss Beats and Lil Wayne and Meek Mill and A Boogie. It was like, I don't know. Here, I feel like they definitely picked an audience and catered to it. And it's kind of the... I don't know, the young ratchets, so so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I say that with love because my daughter is like a huge fan of everyone they picked. And she's like, you sending me this year again, right? And I'm like, okay, I guess. I'm not coming with you because I don't want to see you twerking with city girls, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody sort of fits into that same bucket. Half of them all, uh, you know, have have projects together or songs together like Cardi and City Girls and so and like you said like Megan Thee Stallion is kind of the wave I'm surprised that because I think she's on like the stadium stage and I don't think she has enough work to be there but what do I know um yeah I I mean I feel like she's fairly new to be like headlining so that kind of was a surprise for me Mm -hmm. um then they they have a very New York feel when, with Melly, who I actually really love and think she's up next. Um, so, and I mean, obviously, A Boogie, Meek. I mean, but they all performed last year also. So, but I guess those are like old reliables. I don't know <laughs> at this point. But, old reliables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before it was like Trey Songs for a few years in a row and Chris Brown. So, Yeah. Um, I think it would, I, I would not as a consumer go to summer jam under any circumstances, but I agree with you back in the day. Yes. I used to call the, the, the 1-800 number and never be able to get through because it used to sell out in like five minutes. And now, you know, we've all kind of moved along (laughs) (laughs) and I guess, I don't know, in my mind, it's like for the kids. So that's, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Yes, I'm just old. I don't know. <laughs> we both old. But this lineup, anyway, is definitely for the kids, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lo? I love the female energy of it. I love how much uh, how much shine we're getting in the hip-hop industry right now. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I personally wouldn't go, because like you guys said, like I'm, I'm old. Uh, so... <laughs> The lineup doesn't really interest me too much, um, but I do love the female power. Um, I would love to see a boogie though. I'm a I'm a big a boogie fan. Other than that, leave it for the kids, <laughs> for the children. 
<laughs> Passing the baton, summer jams for the kids. Now that's crazy. I, I've really gotten old. That's all I can say is I've really gotten old. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some more about the new generation. I, I'm really looking forward to uh, what we have to say on this on this next topic. So we'll be right back after this. Yo, this is your boy Franco, and this is your boy Ray D, aka the Pod God, and we are the host of Dad's, Dad's Talking, Talking Shit, Shit Podcast. Like, we're going to say Dad's Talking Shit podcast. Let's just say Dad's Talking Shit. You're right. You know it's a podcast. You're right. We're a podcast that talks about everything and anything. Anything from pop culture to politics to social justice to sports. Our children. Lifehood. Life this podcast is definitely not for solely dads. No, it's for women as well. We got a lot of mom dads out here anyways, mothers taking the place of fathers, so. I was going to say, wait, mom dads, that doesn't make sense. It does. Mom dads. Pretty much this podcast for anybody and everybody. So, you can check us out on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, Speaker, iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on all social media platforms. Instagram. I didn't even say dads talking shit. With dads talking shit. Instagram. Dads talking shit. Facebook. Dads talking shit. Twitter. Dads talking shit. And it's our Gmail. Yeah, you can't Gmail us. All right, y'all. Tune in. Salute. Salute. All right. So Kodak Black, he he just seems to not be able to stay out the headline. So he compared himself to Nas, Biggie, and Tupac. Got a bunch of backlash for it. Shut down the social media. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But I, it, it made me think, like, so we, we also had the Migos, I believe, what said they were better, what, the best group of all time. That started some stuff between them and 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 Bone Thugs and Harmony and Wu Tang, like a bunch of stuff. Does this generation of rappers just not have a respect or that reverence for the older generation? Like Nas, Jay Z, that generation had a lot of respect for the generation that came before them. I think we're just not seeing that with this new crap, new crop of rappers or crap, depending on who we're talking about. <laughs> um, but what do you, that right? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think? What do you guys think it is, Lo? Um. I think they don't respect themselves. Damn. Uh, so, I mean, how can they? And then another thing that I think is just the lack of understanding. They don't want to sit and learn about Nas and Biggie. So they don't understand. So they're automatically just, you know, upping themselves, I guess. And it's good to have confidence in yourself. But my God, um, I think Kodak Black is the biggest troll uh, I ignore him as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. I think he's awful. Uh, but yeah, I think that they don't understand and they don't, they don't have respect for themselves. That, that's my opinion. All right, man. Yeah, I definitely think there's a stigma with the new crap <laughs> of rappers where it's like they, they almost don't want any input or advice from who came before them because they're like blazing a new trail, so to speak. But uh, see, and I feel like that's the difference, right? Because rappers of say like the late nineties, early two thousands, they understood that they were the new wave, but that there were those who came before them that paved the way for them. And I feel like these youngins are just like, wild like they're like we just want to do it our way and we don't want to know the way you did it not really realizing that you know no idea is original there's nothing new under the sun no not as reference <laughs> but 
Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of disgusted by it, so. And Kodak in general, too. I'm with Lo. <laughs> it's like he's a troll, and he looks he like He definitely one. looks like so a troll. <laughs> I wonder if we all ignore him, if he'll just go away. Under a bridge. <laughs> Under a bridge. <laughs> I don't think so. Because a lot of people actually feel him. And again, yeah. the kids love him. But it just shows where values are. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, too, is like, like kind of like what I said about Nipsey earlier, how like I just love hearing him talk and you and like just hearing the man speak about life. Kodak is the exact opposite. I he sounds stupider every time he talks. Like I don't I don't understand why anyone like would listen to him. The dude is just not very intelligent at all. Like just not even I don't even mean that to be offensive. He's just not an intelligent guy. And so it kind of explains the type of music and rap that we get from him. He, he and what does that say about his audience? Right, <laughs> they don't want to think. That is true. But what does it say about society? Right, no, because he's no. he he sells. Yeah. So it's not like he has this small little niche audience. It's like people feel him, and I don't know. It. It's kind of sad and disheartening. That's so sad. It is. It's the generational thing. He is like remedial rap. That's Kodak Black, but um. Yeah, I like that. That's exactly him. Definitely not one of the greats. So he better sit down somewhere with that. Yeah, <laughs> man, I just, I couldn't believe he would compare. Like Jesus. Um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk new music. Um, to get from from an older older artist. So we'll be right back after this. Hey guys, it's your girl Back Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell, and this is the, the team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat, where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that. Take that. Damn. <laughs> Little Kim dropped a new single, people. In 2019, the year of our Lord, 2019, Little Kim announced a new album called Nine and a new single and video, Go Off. Mary, I, I, is this your anthem? Is this doing it for you? No. <laughs> Sap, no. And mind you, <laughs> back... <laughs> Back in the day, I could recite every Little Kim verse, um, and I haven't felt her in quite some time, to be honest with you. I sort of feel like she should leave her legacy intact and stop before she ends up kind of ruining that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with it. <laughs> no. No. But I'll continue to bump her old shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Bella Mafia right? is a classic. Yes. Yes. All of her old shit still slaps. And I mean, I, and honestly, the kids feel her old stuff too. Like, from Mm -hmm. what I've seen and what I've exposed, you know, my own daughter and her friends to, they're all like, oh, wow. So let's just, you know, let that rock. Let's do like a little Kim. She should tag on with B2K and. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) I don't know. I'm saying, like, let's. I'm not with like trying to, you know, I I don't know. I just, it's kind of, it's no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's so sad. Like, I remember knowing, like you said, every word to, like, crush on you and, like, to jump off. Those were my songs. But seeing this, it's like, I, I, it's not my kind of music anyways. So it's a no for me, too. Yeah, it's a no for me too. Um, I, 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 every time Little Kim drops new music, I swear I want to like it because she is, and we'll, we'll get into the conversation soon. But she's one of the pioneers of legit female MCs, and you know, I hate to say it tarnishes her legacy, but it 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 does. And just to see her, even in the video, it's just like, look, aren't you somebody's grandmother at this point? What are you doing? What are you what are you doing? And I have no doubts that she can she, I'm I'm sure little Kim could pop up with a dope verse every once in a while. But outside of that, I don't need I don't need a little Kim album in 2019. Now if this album drops and surprises me, all right, cool. I I, I hope it does, but based off this single, I'm not looking forward to this album at all. It's not a good look. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but with that being said, and I I think I think too we need to talk more about female MCs and just the greats because I think a lot of them get forgotten because there's such a, a gap in the great female MCs for a while. Like between from MC Light and and uh, Queen Latifah and Little Kim, like there, there's a gap there. But nonetheless, where do we rank Little Kim among the great female MCs? Oh, she's definitely top three. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I'd she better to stop <laughs> before she <laughs> drops down. You know what I would be happy with? If like Cardi or, you know, someone, one of the, you know, the new talents, so to speak, would feature her. Like, you know what I mean? Then by all means, do something new. But don't drop a whole album yourself or or put out, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. be a feature and like, you know, be that queen that you are and, and kind of, you know, with grace, not where you're still like flailing, trying to like remain relevant. I don't know. I don't want to hear anything from little Kim at <laughs> all. <laughs> so <laughs> Cardi, don't, don't put her on it. I just don't want like, to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Like, just stop, please. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I could kind of see a little like you want to be this queen bee that you can't be and like Cardi kind of I don't know, revamp it or modernize it and Kim gets a verse. I like that. I don't know. I like that. And plus that was like a little anthem for women back then. Yeah. At least for- <laughs> and the and the track she dropped with Rumi not too long ago wasn't bad at all. No. So I mean, she, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think there's a, a world for her to pop up every once in a while um and be cool, but yeah, man. I, I don't know, but yeah, she's definitely top three, probably top two, honestly. Um, I, I'd have to you really sit down. I, I have to really <laughs> sit down and, and think who's my number one because I go back and forth. But uh, she's definitely up there, and she she deserves to be mm-hmm. acknowledged for what she was able to do. And I don't want to hear none of this Biggie. Ro- I don't want to hear none of that shit. I don't want to hear none of that because she was dropping good music after Biggie died. He probably did. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he didn't, but. She was able to stay relevant and still make good music even after he was gone. So, uh, Little Kim definitely mm-hmm. ranks up there for me. Agreed. This next one, um, Logic dropped Supermarket. Surprisingly, this is not his album he announced a couple of weeks ago. This is just a random drop, apparently, from Logic. 
alternative, I guess is the best way to put it as I put it on this list. I don't know if you guys agree with that term terminology for it, but um, there's some interesting tracks on here. Interesting tracks. And the way that I look at it, I guess I'll just take this one first. I look at it like if he did this so that on his actual album that's about to drop, we just get pure rap logic. Then I'm for it. If he this was his way of getting out all the extra shit to get take the fluff out that album, more power to him. But this was this was just an interesting listen. What do you think, Mary? Well, I gotta be a hundred. I have not listened to it yet. Um But I will say that the fact that you're categorizing it as alternative makes me really excited and wants <laughs> makes me want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um I was a big alternative fan back in you know the day when that was really popping the cranberries all day (laughs) green day all that Mm -hmm. um incubus anyway so you know i can't i can't envision him pulling it off so i'm curious to really see if you guys think that he did that um because i've never heard him do anything other than some dope bars yeah (laughs) so I mean, alternative music requires some, like, ability to carry a tune. Can he do that? Tell me. Surprisingly, yes. I think, yeah. The thing is, while I'm starting to realize, especially in having a podcast where we talk about music, I can identify something that's just not for me, but not say it's trash music. It's not trash at all. It's just not something that I can see myself popping and listening to as I drive down the street. But... From an experimental standpoint, he does a lot of things on this album that you would not expect from Logic. He does sing on here, and it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. I like the fluff. Like you said, he knocks the fluff off of like the lyrical album. I like this album. Can I kick it? Like I listened to it like four times. Um, I think it's good. You don't have to think too hard when you're listening to it. Um, just enjoy the music. So I enjoyed it. And I definitely is something that I added to my Apple uh, music account. So I'm going to listen again. I think it was pretty good. And, and it's it's 13 tracks. So it's not a, a long listen. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lemon Drop was cool. And this just by the names mm-hmm. of these songs, Mary, you probably be able to tell this is, this is different. Can I Kick It was cool. Bohemian Trapsody. It was a good way to start off the album. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna rock your world. <laughs> it was cool, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's a cool project, and like I said, I think I like seeing artists actually flex their artistry, and that is stepping outside their comfort zone and what maybe their fan base wants to see from them or expects from them. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, he's he's still dropping his his full length project, so the fact that he was able to do this project along with that one, I think really speaks to the place he is in his artistry. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, 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 it's cool. It's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So, and I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> so, I mean, and that gets us into the next question. Do you guys like to see when, when artists step out of the comfort zone? I really, it's hard for me to think of exact because now everything is so hybrid music, but it's I, this kind of reminded me when Lil Wayne was in, in his rock and roll bag, as the young people would say, when it wasn't really rock and roll, but it was rock inspired. Not that I liked that album, but that's what I can kind of compare it to. Do you guys like seeing artists do new and different things with music? 
Usually, no. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like some, most of the time, no. It rarely works out. I'm trying. To, I mean, maybe the closest that I can think of is like Nelly with over and over. Oh man, <laughs> and that oh, still was kind of him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but eight oh eight and heartbreaks. I think would be another one if we want to put it there. Yeah, and I wasn't such a fan yeah. of that either. I did not like that album. Yeah, and I was a huge Kanye fan back then, so. Yeah, it has some good songs on it, but I did not like that album like as a whole. Well, all right. Well, there, there goes your answer. We, you know what we are, and uh, Mary, I think you said this last episode. We are very much people where it's like we're over shit very quickly if it's not for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna get into our last. We're coming back. We're gonna finish off. We're not finish off. We're gonna do round two of the hip hop group brackets. This is gonna. This is getting real. I'm at. Where is? Where the fuck is Baylor? But we'll be right back after this break. Yo, this your boy Flaw Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. Day. Yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't matter. It It doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for healthy debate. makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is dead. You dig? Chill. I don't know about you guys, but I caught a lot of heat for this bracket last week oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh man the conversations on twitter were just hilarious with this but we are in the second round so right now we have wu-tang versus the roots outcast against the fugees ugk by the fan vote did win over the locks uh so we got them versus the tribe called quest and nwa versus de la soul let's actually start from the bottom here nwa de la soul who you got and why so this feels so wrong to do without Baylor, can it I just does. say? It does. But he'd be proud to know that I'm going with NWA. <laughs> yeah, me too. NWA definitely on this one. I um while I respect De La Soul's music, I think how can you vote against NWA is one of the most influential groups in music, period. Point blank period history. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um and their music I like I said, in doing this bracket, I've I've actually gone back and listened to the, the music from these groups that we're talking about. NWA's music still bangs. I don't care what. Like, yeah. Yeah. So overall, uh, NWA, I think I think music is more timeless in a sense. De La Soul's music. I have to be in a mute mood to listen to De La Soul. I can listen to NWA almost any time. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but that's just where I am <laughs> in my life right now. <laughs> yeah. NWA puts you, sets the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely so. so we are we'll put NWA there. Um, even it, we'll get Baylor's votes. I might have to have him like record something to send it in because this does feel weird doing without him. Um, next one UGK versus a tribe called Quest. Tribe called Quest. Oh, I Midnight Marauders is like my number one favorite album mm-hmm. ever. So I'm sorry, UGK. 
Um, definitely Tribe Quad yeah. Quest. Tribe got one. this one. Um, I'm surprised we all agree with this, but yeah, a Tribe Quad Quest definitely has this one. I think that uh, again, like UGK, I love their music. But a tribe called Quest, like how how can you vote against a tribe? Midnight Marauders is one of the greatest rap albums of all time, period. Ever. And Ever. Tribe Called Quest makes Ooh. just again, kind of like what, what I said um with NWA, like Tribe's music is timeless. It it fits in any era of rap, period. Um yeah. and I, I I wish they still made music, but uh yeah, Tribe Called Quest definitely has this one for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. With I'm it. with it. All right. Now, if, we, if we agree through this whole this whole round, I'm gonna really be surprised. Outcast and the Fugees. Mary, you start. <laughs> it's you and I, Aquemini. It's Outcast. Yeah. Outcast. Outcast for yeah. longevity. I mean, Fugees. Yeah, they 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 were bright. The score, yeah, and that was yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Outcast decades like they they're they, they lasted the longest and their music evolved like to see where outcast's first album was to where their last album was you can see the evolution of them as people and artists and uh fuji's yes make great music both individually and together but outcast you can get more out of like outcast you can you can get your lyricism in one you can get your your party song out of another you can get some weird shit like outcast is it like yeah. yeah. Yeah, Andre, I can't. Yeah. I cannot go against. I refuse to go against Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right, we're breezing through this. The next one. The Wu-Tang versus The Roots. This is hard, though. <laughs> I mean, really. But, you know, Sue, <laughs> it's the call of the Wu. <laughs> it's always going to be Wu-Tang for me. Forever. But the um, are great, yeah. and it's this. I don't even feel like they should be compared. The Roots are like dope musicians, yeah. and like there's a whole other level of artistry there. Mm-hmm. But but it's the woo for me. I'm going with the Roots. The how I got over what? got me through a lot. It did. That album really got me through a lot. Wow. Um, I love how she was really gassing me, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <really> I'm <laughs> went the other way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to go. Like, this is that's my kind of music. That's like what it, my vibe. Just, I love the roots. I really do. So I got. I feel go. you. I love them too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even mad at you right now. I feel like this was unfair. <laughs> this was unfair. Um. Cause this, but didn't you do it? I, no, no. It was I left this up to the, God. So this, <laughs> you mean the the algorithm of the program? Yeah, exactly. That's God. Um, yeah, Wu Tang all day. Like they're my favorite group. Like like Mary said, Wu Tang is going to the finals on my bracket. So let's just <laughs> I, I could just take away any suspense there. Wu Tang, the dopest collection of MCs ever to grace the planet Earth. Um. And RZA's production, I think RZA is the most underrated producer of all time. And people may hear that and, yes. and say that that's crazy. But keep in mind, he basically what did the 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 first three Wu-Tang albums all by himself. And then all the individual albums amongst mm-hmm. in between there. 
And when you you know a RZA beat when you hear it, there's nothing like it. It can't be duplicated. Um, yeah. And then, like, how, how how many how many of the MCs in Wu Tang would make the all time great MC list if we did like a top fifty? Most of them would make it on there. Liquid Swords is one of the best hip hop albums of all time. Yeah, I was gonna say at least five. Yeah. So yeah, so, Wu Tang definitely here for me. We'll see what Bayless yeah. says. so we got um unless baylor throws us for a loop and causes any ties which really i think only be with this one hey now what's up y'all it's your boy btg i'm sorry i couldn't participate in the in the second round with the rest of the uh beautiful co-hosts but you know technical difficulties uh i'm i'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again um because I, I'm pretty sure it was just a dope discussion. But I'm giving my input as of right now. So the first matchup, we got Wu-Tang Clan versus The Roots. I'm going to say this. Black Thought is a top three uh, MC lyricist of all time. But uh, even with the live band, with the drums, oh, my God. Um, you, it, it still is not enough power to overtake a, a, a squad that has great role players. You know what I mean? And, you know, setting Method Man aside, everybody else is just like role players that came from the Lakers and, 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 and the Bulls in the 90s. Um, so I'm going to have to advance Wu-Tang Clan for that reason. It's just that it's it's just a matchup. I feel like if the Roots would have went against anybody else, they would have had a better chance. But against Wu-Tang, that's a... Uh, um, that's just that's just a crazy matchup right there for them, and um, I got Wu Tang uh, advancing now. Outcast versus the Fugees. To me, this is a wash. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to flip it and say that there is one person in within this matchup inside his group and against the next group that can hold it down by himself, and that's Andre Three Stacks. You know what I mean? He is what makes anything go different. You know, I would love to see him and Black Thought go at it, as a matter of fact. But I think because of his presence with Outkast, the music, the music that they created, I have to give it to them. Uh, I don't think Fuji's run was that long. Every, you know, to me, Outkast, the records went longer than the Fuji's records. I'll put it to you like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean... Uh, it was a four C versus a five, you know, a close game, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Outcasts, at, you know, win by at least five or six points. They shooting free throws under a minute. Um, UGK, a tribe called Quest. Now, I'm a little upset about this. I'm a little hurt about this because I feel like there were some ballots that was missing somewhere left on the side of the road in Florida. When it came to the locks and the UGK matchup, but I can't hold that against UGK. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that, that them UGK tracks hit different in the summer. You know what I'm saying? Off some some Hennessy and some peach uh, juice or something like that. Don't don't quote me on that. It was a southern cat that told me about that drink. Anyhow, um, a tribe called Quest, and which I'll get into a later uh, a bit later with the next matchup. A tribe called Quest is not for everybody. Just, let's just be frank with it. And UGK is just more relatable. You know what I mean? Uh, and they bring that Southern funk and they advance to the next round, which is still an asterisk mark, uh, if I could add, because I feel like there's some ballots missing. Okay. And the last matchup, NWA 
versus De La Soul. And just like I said with the narrative with um a tribe called Question UGK is that everybody don't relate or De La Soul is just not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? NWA, don't get me wrong. De La Soul, you can actually pop on around kids. You know what I'm saying? Top down in the summertime, summer breeze, top and it's a it's a nice feeling. You know what I'm saying? NWA was more on a political gangster stuff. And um, a lot of influence came from NWA as well, though. So I have to advance NWA for just the influence uh, alone and the fact that everybody, you know, De La Soul just it just didn't hit everybody. But I think De La Soul gets respect from everybody. It's just not for everybody. So in the next round, I got Wu-Tang Clan versus Outkast, NWA versus UGK. That should be an interesting matchup. And um, next week, I'll be sure, you know, well, I can't promise anything, but hopefully I'll be able to partake in that final four because that's a crazy matchup that we got going on right there. And shout out to the locks, man. We know what it is. <laughs> All right, it's your boy, BTG. Um, We got in the next round, we got Wu-Tang versus out. Wu-Tang versus out. God. Okay. I know oh. this is not right. <laughs> Wow, Wu Why are you doing that? Wu Tang versus Outcast, and then a tribe called Quest versus End Up. Oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna. This is just. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't think many hip hop heads are, uh, are feeling sorry for us on this one, but that's it for this week. Any any parting words? Anything before we go ahead and tell everyone good night? It's Wu, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it with me. Everybody stay strong. Yeah, love each other. That's what's up. That's really hard time. Very strong. Plug your social media. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my underscore names underscore low. And I'm Miss Mary Almonte. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z. At the Breaks Radio, this is another week of the Breaks Radio. Baby, now you know them stakes is high. What you talking about? You know them stakes is high. We be talking about. You know those things is high. The instamatic focal point bringing damage to your borough. Be some brothers from the east with the beats that be thorough. Got the solar gravitation, so I'm bound to pull it. I gets down like brothers are found, ducking from bullets. Gun control means using both hands in my land. It's all about the cautious living. Migrating to a higher form of consequence. Compliments are struggling. That shouldn't be notable. Man, every word I say should be a hip hop quote. I'm sick of bitches shaking asses. I'm sick of talking about blood. Sick of Versace glasses. Sick of Slang. Sick of half ass award shows, sick of name brand clothes, uh, sick of RB bitches over bullshit tracks, uh, cocaine and crap, which bring sickness to black. Sick of swole head rappers with they sickening raps, claps and gaps, making a whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sicker, even sicker, perhaps. I'm sick of push to make a bundle to escape the snaps. Man, life can get all up in your ass, baby. You better work it out. Now let me tell you what it's all about. A skin not considered equal. A meteor has more right than my people who be wasting time screaming who they've hated. That's why the native tongues has officially been reinstated. Bye.